Hi, this is Deborah, your podcast host for A Positive Influence. Today, I'm joined by Molly Leavers from Kent, owner of Spirit Productions, who at just 18 is a director, producer and writer, creating short films surrounding youth issues. Molly, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. We have some really exciting news to share with my listeners, but we're going to save that for the very end of our interview. And today we're going to talk about bullying and toxic relationships, both very important topics that relate to young people, but are also relevant to the older generation. A very long time ago, I'm 60 now, I was bullied at school. And back then there was no real support structure in place to handle this. And I understand that you've also experienced bullying and I would like to understand how you found a way of coping and how this evolved into helping others, Molly. It was, I mean, the bullying started when I reached secondary school and kind of my experience at school in terms of support wasn't that great. Um, So that was kind of like a, a added issue because, I mean, I understand it. I understand that obviously from the school's point of view, they had kind of five or six girls that were doing it and that were bullying me and everything, but they they were they had perfect attendance and because they had perfect <laughs> attendance they were more likely to kind of achieve their GCSEs and achieve high grades and everything but then because obviously it was just me my attendance was terrible because I I didn't want to go in and my health was so terrible because of kind of everything that was going on at school so it almost kind of felt like I was more of an issue and it was never it was never kind of said and I was never made to leave or anything like that but it just felt like I had to to get myself out of that situation because it was kind of a case of always oh, girls being girls kind of thing. Um, and it was never really kind of taken properly seriously. Like I always just felt like an issue because it was always my parents that were having to come in. It was always them that were having to ring. But yeah, it, it just kind of like... It really kind of ruined my idea of kind of like educational places, if that makes sense. So like I'd always struggled with school. I was very, very anxious as a child. So kind of primary school and everything were always really difficult for me. Um, And I thought, okay, maybe when I get secondary school, that might change. And it did for, for quite a while. But then obviously everything that happened kind of made that go back to the way that I used to be but then oh I've run out of breath (laughs) that's fine (laughs) you have a pause a minute I completely understand I mean it seems so difficult to comprehend and is is nonsensical really that uh, the school just because they were excelling in their academic subjects that uh, that Mm -hmm. you were almost penalized for being bullied Uh, Mm -hmm. quite ludicrous so so how did you start to cope what did you find as a coping mechanism so I was, I moved after this happened, not not because of it, but I just kind of happened to move um, around that time. And then I uh, I was looking into, because I was still at kind of GCSE age at this point, and I was looking into, okay, how can I achieve my GCSEs without having to go back to school? Because I knew that there was just absolutely no way that I could, even if I joined a different school, I know that there's just no way mentally, physically, that that I would ever be able to do it. So kind of by accident, I came across um, the local college that did a pre-16 division. 
it was a case of like they would support students who had either been kind of like bullied at school like me or or had like school phobia or young carers or had been kicked out of school so there were like so many different students that were there and that was kind of so that they could it's almost like a last chance to gain their GCSEs. So I I joined there and I was very, very nervous and I was very scared because obviously my last experience was so rubbish and and was so difficult. But it was it's honestly one of the best decisions that I've ever made in my whole life because not only was I able to kind of get my qualifications and, and everything like that and know that that was kind of done academically but also the the support that I received while I was there completely changed my life. And I kind of, I went from joining right after I'd finished school and I was so like meek and mild and, and my confidence had just been completely kind of downtrodden and, and I had no confidence whatsoever. And I left kind of being able to do the things I wanted to do and, and kind of having that belief in myself that I could kind of achieve the things I wanted to achieve so that completely changed everything that I have no idea where I'd be had I not joined there (laughs) oh that's it's quite awful that the school wasn't able to to handle it but it was wonderful that you found somewhere that could enable you to finish your education how did your filmmaking then begin Uh, for example there's a film you've made called Brooke could you tell us uh, a little bit about that so that kind of started that started when I was at college actually it just kind of it started as an idea and then because it was because obviously when everything that happened at school I was still very kind of nervous about about doing things because in the past I kind of done acting and everything like that and it almost been like a a point that people would kind of bring up or take the mickey off or something so I was still kind of wary of of doing anything so I thought oh god you know but it it just kind of because of the kind of confidence that had been built and everything I thought okay do you know what I'm going to go for it and I'm going to see um and I made my first film in 2019 when I was 15 and that was about knife crime and then that got picked up by like her the local police force and they wanted to kind of take it around schools and everything so I was very lucky to be able to do that and then it was when I was talking to one of the police officers that I was working with about kind of everything that happened at school he said well why don't you make a film about it so then that's kind of where Brooke comes from so that's all about kind of my experience with that. And where can we see Brooke Molly? Uh, Can we see that on uh, YouTube or where can we see that? I think that it is public on YouTube. If it isn't, then I'll make it public. Oh, right. But, but it, it should be, or it should be on the website. Okay. And bullying, as I said, just is crazy. It always appears to be actually based on jealousy. I think that the people who are bullying are envious of, of your achievements and often or they say they don't like how you look is because you look so beautiful and that <laughs> they are they are just jealous. So it is hard actually for the older generation to understand the pressures of the young and also with cyberbullying. Did you ever experience that? Yeah, that was kind of, even when I was at school, that was still kind of, it wasn't public, but it was things like, a lot of it, it kind of started, and it would become really kind of like manipulative little things that I didn't really pick up on until kind of later on. Um, or until I was kind of out of that situation, <laughs> like Molly, what what the hell were you doing? Why weren't you? <laughs> why weren't you saying anything? But I kind of I come home, 
and everything will be fine during the day. And I come home and I'd have like a, a text message from someone to say, oh, you've really upset me or you've really upset such and such or something. And I'd be distraught because I'm always distraught if I ever feel like I've kind of done anything wrong or upset anyone. But then they kind of like leave it at that and and then just fall out with me. And I'd be sat there thinking, but what have I done? And then and then it kind of it was like group chats and everything. So it'll be like, did you know that there's a, a WhatsApp group chat about you that you're not in that everyone's talking about you in? I'm like, no. Um, and then actually, when I left school, I kind of there were a lot of comments on social media, um, and a lot of it was kind of hidden behind an account that was made about me. Um, that has most recently been changed back to the girl's actual name, which I think is a little bit silly of her. <laughs> Oh no! Um, but can you but, stop? Can you stop this? Do you have a way of blocking the online bullying at all, or, or is it just literally out there and you can't do anything about it? It's really difficult because you can block it in the sense if you can like block people from seeing anything that you upload or, or anything like that. But then the difficulty is is that then they can just kind of like create another account right, or they right. can kind of use another email address or something like that. So it's kind of there's so many. I mean, I understand it because obviously platforms like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and everything, there's so many people that are using it. So obviously they're not going to be able to kind of like make sure that everyone's doing the right thing. But there's so many like loopholes mm. in blocking people and reporting it and everything. And a lot of the time you report people and whatever platform it is will get back to you and they'll be like, oh, actually, you know, we don't think that this warrant's been taken down and it's oh like telling me to kill myself and everything. I'm like, oh, how can no. that warrant been taken down? Oh, that's just awful, Molly. Oh, dear. Let's move on to more positive things now. Come on. <laughs> Your filmmaking really, really does make an impact. Well, actually, I said we move on to more positive things. We're moving on to your filmmaking capabilities. But I do want to now cover the next topic, which is uh, toxic relationships. In particular, I'd like to discuss your short film, Zoe. And I found watching this very emotional, actually. So much of it's similar to what I've experienced throughout my life from around my mid-20s. Could you tell us about the making of this film and, and the inspiration behind this one? So that was kind of, that came from um, my former English teacher, actually. She, um, when she was still my English teacher, uh, we were talking about films and she said, have you ever thought about making one kind of around that kind of thing? Because that was something that they, that they were kind of like looking at at the moment, kind of educational wise. So I thought, oh, you know, and I'd never really thought of doing it before. But then as I was kind of writing, I realised that I've been in, I've never been in any kind of like toxic relationship in terms of like that kind of relationship. But as I was writing it, I was realising, oh, okay, like there's so many similarities here with like other situations that I've been in or other people that I've known and kind of that kind of like emotional abuse kind of thing that that was kind of like there's always kind of like a little part of my experience that's kind of in every film if that makes sense and sometimes I don't kind of find that out until kind of the film's done and I'm like oh okay yeah I know I understand that yes I understand because emotional abuse is so difficult to identify everyone can recognize physical abuse but it's the (laughs) emotional abuse that that is is very very hard for people to acknowledge and and recognize and Mm -hmm. respect often we don't feel we deserve respect 
And mm-hmm. um, that's one thing that came across in your film. Um, it's, it's just fantastic. As a funny thing, actually, when um, I came across this on a book I was reading, actually, and she was exactly the same as me. When I went to school, we were taught Pythagoras's theory and how to find the station in German, neither of which I have ever used in my entire life and still can remember mm-hmm. how to say it. However, we were never taught how to spot a red flag whether it's bullying, narcissism, drugs, and other related issues. So your films, um, how, how are they incorporated into schools to help showcase these problems? So I was, because um, when I started filmmaking, I was living in Oxford at the time. And um, now that I've moved to Kent, I'm hoping to kind of be able to start working with Kent Police and start going in Kent schools as well. But when I was in Oxford, they would be kind of as a part of an assembly. So I would kind of talk about my either my experience or my kind of like standpoint on it or the background behind making the film. And then the film would be shown and then a, a police officer or a PCSO will kind of come in and talk about the legalities behind everything or they used to be used kind of like as workshop sessions as well so it will be kind of like you watch film you talk about it you'll kind of fill in feedback forms in the sense of like if you were in such and such a situation what would you do how would you feel about it kind of just kind of get that but younger people kind of thinking about those issues and kind of talking about them so that hopefully if they ever experience it or if they ever know anyone that does, then they'll kind of be better equipped to know how to deal with it or even to know how to kind of talk about it more. Yes. Yeah, that's that's so relevant. Now, congratulations, Molly, on the exciting award you have just won. Could you please Thank tell you. us all about it? <laughs> so it kind of... um it was a script writing competition and you were given the brief of just one egg and you were told that the script had to be kind of under five minutes and then that's it. Kind of you you could take it and you can do whatever you want with it. Um, so I kind of, I didn't expect anything to come from it because I kind of, I'd heard of the festival before because they also do like short film awards and everything. So I'd heard of them before. I knew that, that they were kind of a, a big company. So I, I I did it because I had like an hour to spare and I was bored and I thought, oh, you know, I'll just kind of write it and, and send it off kind of almost a bit for a laugh in a way, kind right. of thinking, <laughs> not thinking that anything would ever happen. I just thought I really enjoy kind of, as soon as I saw the brief, Oh, that's really interesting so I'll just write it and obviously I'll send it off but but I thought I'll write it and I'll just kind of keep it for me um and then I kind of could I just ask you something got, what did you mean by an egg I didn't really understand so it was literally it was just the, the the brief was just one egg so it had to be kind of like a script that featured an egg so I kind of went down the the teen pregnancy kind of route. Oh right, and okay. Had like an egg at the centre oh, of that and everything. Okay. But but I know, like I know now that a lot of people went down like a, a more sci-fi route and everything like that. So it right. was it was such like a wide thing. And then I kind of and then and then I'd forgotten about it because I didn't I didn't think anything would would happen. And then I got a phone call to say that I'd been shortlisted. And I remember being sat there thinking, oh, <laughs> you know. And then, and then, um, so I found, I found out that I was in the top 10. And I think there was about 250-ish scripts that had been sent in. 
So instantly I was like, oh my God, like that is that's <laughs> that's wonderful. I, I could not wrap my head around it at all. And then um, and then it was the award ceremony on Wednesday and um, and I took my mum with me and, and we sat down and everything. And then the the person who was announcing it, he asked me how to, how to pronounce my surname. <laughs> thinking why is he asking me how to pronounce it and I started panicking so I was like what does this mean and then he told me that I'd won and I remember just looking at my mum thinking are you sure oh that's incredible (laughs) she must be so proud of you that's just fabulous fabulous uh Molly come on what's it called expectations that's the script okay and you've also done one called for the love of Eve Mm mm-hmm just tell us a little bit about that one. So that that is all about county lines and about kind of a, a look into, I mean, it's mainly about county lines, but there's also a look into kind of like what we're willing to do for the people that we love. Because I was, uh, when I was working with the police, obviously county lines was, was being spoken about quite a lot. So I've wanted to do something on it for ages and ages. And I I was sat one night and I I think I saw it on the news or something. I saw it about someone really young getting involved in it. And I said to myself, I'd never get involved in it, but because I've got a younger sister, you know, if she came to me and she asked me to get involved in case she got hurt or something, I said, I wouldn't think twice. And it was at that moment that I was like, oh, okay. Like I knew instantly that I would not, I mean, I wouldn't get into it voluntary, but I knew that if she came to me and she asked, then, then I'd do it. So then I just kind of thought, okay, because I think there's so much stigma still surrounding kind of county lines and drug dealers and everything that they're just kind of like just low life people when it really isn't the case. It could be people with so much money or it could be people that come from like amazing backgrounds or it could be people who are absolutely lovely who would never harm anyone but have just got involved in it so that's kind of like what the the film portrays the fact that it can be so easy to get involved to try and kind of like humanize it a little bit more right which is the one that's going to be screened at the youth diversity film festival in a that's for the love of you. That is that one. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and also it's available then online to view from the 3rd to 12th of March. Yep. And details can be found on your website, can they then, Molly? Hopefully, yeah. Once I kind of get the link through and everything, okay. then I'll be able to put it on there. Brilliant. What are your plans for the future, Molly? There's something very, very exciting happening kind of with the scripts and with the awards and everything uh which is kind of absolutely insane and and if everything goes well then i think i'll cry just from shock <laughs> so um, watch this space kind of going down the the more theater route as well i'm oh. hoping to have a a theater production kind of touring around kent schools and then hopefully further afield too but yeah there's some very very oh. exciting things happening molly that just sounds incredible So finally, what would your key phrase be to others to help them succeed in what they do? I think it would be just knowing that kind of like the world's your oyster. I think knowing that no matter what age you are, whether you come into filmmaking when you're 10 or whether you start when you're 80, it doesn't matter because it's such like a 
film can be used as as such like a, a broad thing and it's such a broad spectrum that anything is possible and anything is achievable and kind of just kind of believe in yourself that you can do it and and I cannot stress this enough but surround yourself with good people because people who big you up rather than bring you down because it changes everything Oh, I completely agree there. It's like in business, actually, Molly, if you surround yourself with people who are good at what they do, then it bolsters everybody, uh, including yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that you mentioned before, I was listening to another interview, and I really loved your phrase that money cannot buy happiness. I think it's a very, very lovely phrase. And uh, and I, I agree completely. So, Molly, on that note... I'd like to wish you all the best for the future and thank you for joining me today and and just watch this space. You're really uh, going to set the world on fire. I can feel that very much. (laughs) I hope you've all enjoyed the conversation today with Molly and there'll be more interviews to follow. This is Deborah signing off.